You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, hi ho fellas and uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we uh, Actually, we could use a few more ladies in our Zoom room. <laughs> we uh, we have them in there occasionally, but uh, not nearly as often. So if, uh, if you know a, a female Jeeper or just a, a, a female uh, off-road enthusiast, please uh, request them to, to join. We'd love to have them on and one of our official Zoom people. You know, if you're a regular listener of the Jeep Talk Show, you already know about our campfireside chat segment that we've done for the last several years. We always enjoy interacting with our listeners, so we came up with a way to have you join in all the time, all night, which is uh, this, the roundtable, and it's grown uh, grown out of our very popular campfire side uh, chat segment, uh, but it's a whole episode. What you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed with opinions, sometimes strong, that are no one's fault <laughs> but their own. <laughs> So let's uh, let's jump into. Uh, and I'm sure the uh, the Zoom uh, people are already in progress. So uh, let's see where they are in the conversation. Talking about TPS reports. TPS reports. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's going to work this weekend? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to come in this weekend and work. Be great. <laughs> it's not one of those well, half days. So uh, I know I know a lot of you uh, you folks are in our uh, our Discord server, and if you don't know about the Discord server and you're interested in getting in this, I just want you guys to leave me. What's that? Hi, Bob. Hello. Live from SEMA. Oh, cool. Yes, live from SEMA, guys. Or is is Ted hey, is, is Ted in there in the, in your uh, hotel room with you? No, no. Although I did just film a walk around with. Greg, who built the Jeep uh, with that YJL. YJL. Yeah. So, so how, is your, how is the show? Pretty, pretty packed already? No, not as busy as in the past, but they have a lot of international who can't get in or they can't get back home once they're here. Trying to figure out how to flip this around. If they would just fly into Mexico, they'd come right in. <laughs> just hike across the river, right? Oh, and our our, and they, our listening only uh, our listening only audience can't see, but uh, uh, two cheap jeeps. Bob is actually in, on the SEMA floor in his uh, Zoom uh, video, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. They haven't run you out of there yet. I thought you'd be in the hotel room by now. They are actually. I've been told I have to leave twice so far. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, what I was going to mention is, is that, uh, and, I, and actually, you guys segued into the the SEMA discussion. I figured it was only the right thing for us to have a little bit of conversation about SEMA. Uh, but uh, as I was saying on the uh, the Discord server, uh, if you guys are interested in being part of the Discord server, it's just basically a little text. Uh, chatting type service you can go over to uh, jeep talk show or uh, sorry facebook slash jeep talk show look at our page and at the very top you will see there's an invite to our discord uh, server so that you can uh, just click that and uh, actually get on our uh, our chat server and uh, chat with uh, i think it's primarily the zoom uh the zoom people that are uh active in our uh, discord server every day so uh if you're looking to uh, get a little acti- jeep activity on a daily basis that's a great place to go uh, also, too, great thing to listen to uh, is a Jeep talk show while you're you know, doing stuff on the Discord server. So, uh, but before we talk about SEMA too much, I was thinking uh, that uh, something that I had brought up on the Discord server, I got an email uh, from a gentleman named Ron, said that uh, they purchased a 2021 Jeep Gladiator and uh, got yelled at, forced off a Jeep trail, and at one point shoved into uh, his, uh, his uh, uh, Gladiator. Uh, by Wrangler owners claiming that the Gladiator is not a real Jeep and is not welcome welcome on the trails or campgrounds with Wranglers. Where was that? Where was this? Where was that at? Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Uh, he responded and said it was. It happened in Arizona, and I was really, really surprised. And I was just curious. I thought I'd throw that out there, uh, throw it out to all you guys, as well as the uh, had done so with the Discord server folks. 
uh, that uh, have you heard anything about this? Is there any is is, is the Gladiator not a real Jeep? Well, I mean, well, also the guy said that there was a specific club, right? That they were all the ones that he had that experience with were all from a certain club, right? That's out there. Mm. Toyota Club. Yeah, Wrangler owners. So, yeah, no, I, I, think, I, I believe it's. I believe it's the people with really poor credit club that just can't afford. <laughs> that's the. That's not the Rubicon owners say, Chris. The exactly. Way I, the way I look at it, I mean, a Gladiator is somewhat better than a WJ or an XJ. Uh oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. If it's not convertible, it's not a Jeep. I mean, come on. Well, the Gladiator is convertible. It's, that's just ridiculous. Unless it was a Wrangler Club that was a closed event, there would be no reason for that. Yeah. I was. Well, I was surprised. Got their turds. I was about to say a lot of a lot of times though. We've talked about it on this thing as well, right? With the. Um, the clubs and how they can get and you got to be careful which ones you you sign up for and and the company you can kind of keep because sometimes they can get a little uh aggressive right but i haven't i haven't really heard of anyone chasing people off of the trails i mean you know we're out there with land rovers and <laughs> and hell gx 460s at hidden falls right and range rovers and everything else that are out there so um i've, I've never heard of anybody uh, maybe sitting back and acting so impressed that they like a little renegade made it up a trail. I've heard yeah. lighthearted ribbing like that. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. But and there's, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with anybody taking a renegade. Uh, uh, and when you say a renegade, we mean not the the eighties, seventies, eighties model renegade, but the the ones that they produce now. And I, I personally would just find it very interesting that to see yeah, a, a, a renegade, it. you know, do go off road. It's it's not you know. Impressive, We've seen right? some gladiators who have done some outstanding wheeling. We've got a guy out of St. Louis here that got a built-out gladiator that's taken that thing in trails that I would have never thought that gladiator should ever been in, but he wheels them. So well, what's next? Are we going to have like Jeep gangs, like biker gangs? Will we have colors or or? I guess I it, I thought well, and and it even goes. He goes on uh, further. He says that. Uh, his uh, his wife has been ver- verbally accosted at two different gas stations by people driving Wranglers, and I, I can't imagine that the the club. I mean, it could be club members, the same club members that accosted him, uh, are accosting his his wife driving the Gladiator. But it seems strange to me that it, at two different gas stations they would uh, be show, showing up. Unless unless this is a really big club, yeah. And I think you guys have, have heard yeah, me like, say I'm not a I'm not a club here? fan. I'm sorry, like political stickers on the back or something. Or I, they- I, you know, there's always two sides to a story, and 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 obviously, if you're trying to make your point, you don't generally make the other person's point. You tell it from your side. So I've I wondered about that. Is not necessarily the political stickers, but but what what what's going on there? Uh, I think Andrew had a uh, had a good uh, a good idea of what the problem may be. They were side, they were truly in a side by side. <laughs> well, that that incident reminds me of one of the genesis, the genesis, or the the story behind ducking jeeps was a uh, an American citizen, obviously pre COVID, was in Canada and was accosted or confronted for having an American uh, plate on their vehicle, and somehow the vehicular uh, aggression would precipitated the ducking jeeps i don't know if anybody else saw that it really didn't make sense but basically an american citizen was confronted by an angry canadian and somehow putting a duck on a jeep came out of that as a gesture um angry canadian it's like military <laughs> intelligence or jumbo shrimp <laughs> <laughs> it's military <laughs> Canadians are just so friendly, you know. I can't imagine that. Yeah, you just give them a beer and say, "Hey, what's up? (laughs) Life's good." Hey, sounds like a made-up American story. You know. So was was the the lady's name driving the Gladiator? It's not Karen. Oh, it could be i mean i would like to uh actually maybe i'd uh, maybe i'll reach out to ron and see if he wants to come on and uh, and talk about 
uh, talk about the situation, maybe get some more information on this. And I don't mean anything negative towards Ron as far as two sides of the story. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's everybody, not just him, because we all have a tendency to uh, uh, color our stories in our own best light, or as we as we felt that they what really happened. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Of course, we wouldn't want to know the specific name of the uh, uh, of the uh, the group, uh, the club that uh, that he was dealing with, but. Yeah, it'd be interesting to get a few more, infor- a little more information on this. I just find it really surprising that uh, the, the gladiators were the gladiator owner was catching crap for having gladiator. Well, you see, you see comments on Facebook sometimes where Wrangler guys are saying, "Should we wave at gladiators and recognize them?" And then they go on to say, "Should we wave it at XJs or you know?" At- I waved at an XJ the other day, and he about fell out of his chair because I'm driving by a Wrangler. You know, I was like, whole, well, you're, a Jeep, "You're a Jeep, dude. It's not, it's cool. I'm the, very capable." Uh, now that, hold on, XJs. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I got to draw the line somewhere, right? I mean, next thing you're just saying YJ. <laughs> Where's Travis? Well, have like, there he is. There's Travis. <laughs> He's wandering. No square headlights. I'm just got in from work. And making dinner real quick. But no, well, about that, you know, you've heard my stories when I'm drinking and then you hear me when I'm 100% sober. And there's a big difference in the variation on how I get it across and what I want to be said and done. I've never heard of a gladiator being looked at as not a wrangler here in the southeast. Um, It's just that is a Jeep. Um, It's an, an amazing truck, but it's a Jeep. And that just dumbfounded me when he said someone said that right i think i've heard it more the other way right I, meaning that i've heard more people mocking it as a truck rather than as a jeep right oh like yeah that, you can't haul oh. enough, you can't you got no payload that's not a real i think i probably heard more of that on anything than i have about its off-road capabilities yeah, and I could certainly agree with that. I mean, you know, the, all those things, the payload. Uh, I mean, even even for off-road capabilities, the uh, the departure angle sucks. So there's uh, uh, it's not a it's not a great off-road Jeep, but and it's not a great truck, but it's a great uh, Jeep truck because there's not only there's yeah. only one now. Uh, I mean, uh, but for thirty years there hasn't been one. But not to pile on, a, don't want to beat up on the people with the Gladiator, but. I would like to know both sides of that story because most of the, the Wrangler groups out there are usually more than helpful and more than welcoming to anybody, even if you don't own a Jeep. So that's yeah, that's kind of it's kind of yeah, Toyotas yeah. or whatever. Usually, every time I've been wheeling with with the groups, there's always one non Jeep in there, and it's just like yeah, we all rib each other. But at the end of the day, it's no more than you know, just you rib each other over anything. Right. Well, that's what that's what I said on the Discord server, right? I was curious if if maybe it was uh kind of something taken the wrong way. I mean, being run off the road or whatever, obviously that's a run out of a park is this different story. But I mean, from the lighthearted jib and what we do that all day long when we're out of the trails, right? When we're out of hidden falls, there was all kinds of back and forth. Um, but it's it's just kind of the way you talk, I guess, in that situation. I don't think anybody's been aggressive. I wonder if there's a, a common problem in that geographic area or whatever, right? That's that's what I was thinking, although I would think Arizona's pretty friendly. I mean, it's a desert environment. You don't want to go pissing off somebody that might have some uh, some helpful water. Uh, but keep in mind, he in his message to me, he says, and at one point shoved into my Jeep by Wrangler owners claiming the Gladiator is not a real Jeep shoved i mean we're talking about assault uh physically uh, being pushed back into the gladiator now i don't know if it was somebody was squaring off and was going trying to go toe to toe uh but uh i mean we're talking about uh, i mean this is i mean this is you know like two steps from uh, a fight sounds like a bunch of bros being dumb bros being dumb. It, it, it sounds like maybe there's a Something maybe have been misunderstood or taken the wrong. There's no, you don't know what happens when a situation starts to escalate like that. It can be simple. I mean, look at look at road rage, right? You can have sweet old granny taking you know the groceries home from the grocery store, suddenly shooting the bird and cutting people off. It's it's amazing what happens when you get behind the wheel. Sometimes how you can let that 
rage and what seems like common sense argument is just escalated to the the max right maybe we'll have somebody that's a wrangler driver from arizona that was out there and saw this give us their side oh that'd be wonderful I, yeah call into the voicemail so the, is this guy exaggerating to get on the show or is he but you don't have to do it only reads that reads all the emails so i mean you don't have to exaggerate to kill this this is this crossed my mind as well could it be an exaggeration just you know to be able to hear and and have a chuckle about hey look they're they're uh talking about that email that i sent in they they took it hook line and sinker and i'm fine with that i mean it makes for an interesting uh, conversation uh but uh it wasn't presented as this is a joke this it was presented as real and i think it's i think it's the right thing just to find out if maybe someone like this is going on in the country but but you guys are, are telling me exactly what i've experienced uh all, out on the trail and uh on online i mean i don't see wrangler owners attacking uh, jeep gladiator pages or or people that put up jeep gladiator pictures uh saying hey it's not a real jeep uh well- I'm trying to play it back in my head. I'm thinking, okay, he pulls up to a bunch of Wranglers. They're out having fun. They're a bunch of buddies. He pulls up and they said, hey, can I join you? And they're like, well, then jokingly, they say, well, you're not a real Jeep. You're, you're a gladiator. You're not a Wrangler. And then if he gets all puffy chest and starts yelling at him, and then it's on. I mean, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, exactly. that's, that's the two sides to every story I was talking about. Um, yeah. So, uh, and again, nothing is wrong. I mean, I take I take no. it I take it at no. face value, but uh, it's just uh, you got to wonder. It just seems so out of character for uh, not all people, but for generally for Jeep people. Jeep people are generally if it's a yeah if, if it's if it's a Jeep and it doesn't matter what Jeep it is, uh, people are, are usually very. Uh, uh, I mean, they either they either uh, talk to you or they don't have anything to do with you. But attacking you isn't one of the things that seems to be on the plate. Unless you're in a four-door and there's a two-door guy around, right? <laughs> let's be honest. Wrangler guys will attack each other themselves yeah. just as much. No, look at that minivan, right? Look at that uh, whatever you want to call it, right? I've heard it all as a four-door guy. So, so, so I, put, I, put tires, I put tires on my wife's Jeep last week. They aired them up to like 40, and I'm driving it home from the shop, and I'm like, too much air. So I stopped the air down, let some air out of the tires to see how it rode the rest of the way home. I'm on the side, I'm on a ramp, an, an entrance ramp on the interstate, oh, and I'm no. stopped off to the side, and all of a sudden this gladiator goes through an intersection, whips around, pulls in behind me, comes running up going, You need help. Oh. I'm like, No, dude, no, dude, I'm doing I'm I'm fine, but nice gladiator. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm just airing down, I got new tires. He goes, Oh, they always do that, they overinflate them. And then he does a Yui and goes up the wrong way on the ramp and heads on his direction he was going. But I was I've it's been a wonderful thing that jeeps have stopped and helped each other on the road as well as on the trail so i not not in the midwest i haven't seen that nor any place i've wheeled yeah. so far no nope. uh, we they, we all they, you guys had me turn around everyone agreed i should turn around and check on that blazer when we were hitting falls scout. the first time it was yeah. a scout right the scout oh, i was a scout it. yeah it was an international scout that's right that yeah <laughs> and uh, one other time i was hitting falls we it was like you know uh it was toyota weekend and there was a guy with this brand new forerunner hadn't even like made more than two payments yeah. and no one would wheel with him and he's like wandering around the park roads and he's like you know asking me questions didn't know what's an approach angle departure angle breakover none of it didn't get it i was like dude you need to follow us and i was there with uh what lacy and rachel so like we're like you're gonna stick you're gonna stick between us you're going to do what I say. If you don't, you're probably not going to leave with all your bumper. And he was like, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was out at Big Ben last summer during the middle of COVID. And I got onto the Black Gap Trail, which is one of the Badge of Honor trails. And I see these two ladies sitting out there in this Volkswagen, like halfway down the trail. I was like, why is this vehicle out there? And they got three flat tires. And apparently the, the husband jumped on a bike and decided he was going to ride back to the ranger station. So he was lost and he just left them there kind of out in the desert during the summer out there. God. And uh, so we stopped and pulled over and ended up like plugging three of their, their tires and getting them all aired back up. And then I had my satellite communicator and I called the, the park ranger to go find him. And so eventually he made it back in the park ranger 
had to escort them out. But I was like, where are you guys from? They're like, oh, Brooklyn. We decided with COVID and being able to work remote. Now we're traveling the country. And, you know, <laughs> somehow they ended up on this trail in Big Ben, like where they had no you know business being with this this Volkswagen. So it was uh, it was interesting. Big Ben is literally the middle of nowhere. You yeah. Know, there's nothing out there for yeah. my well, it's got to be one of those desolate places outside of Death Valley or something. I mean, it's wow, that's crazy. Great hiking out there, though. Now, I I, I do have to admit, I, I have been known. Uh, we were at uh, it's a badge of honor location, but Holly Oaks RV Park in Michigan last year. We were out there with a couple jeeps, and uh, one of the guys did have a Tacoma. And there was a compass out there that was not trail rated at all. It was all wheel drive, I assume. And this couple was young couple was out there trying to take hills and they just weren't getting it. They just weren't getting it. And they kept trying, they kept trying. And there is a, it's a purpose built fast track racetrack for dirt bikes. And the, the guy in the Tacoma was set up like a pre runner. So he was running it pretty quick and getting a little air. There's a guy in a ZJ. He went around it pretty quick and wadded up a tire, bent a wheel, and he was enough of that. And I got to admit, we were all egging on the the couple in the compass to go after it on the high speed track. <laughs> they they almost did, they almost did, and I could send you the picture. The best part is the the woman was driving, the guy was the passenger seat. He got out and he had a bun on his head. He had a bun, a man bun on the top of it. It was <laughs> it was classic. But yeah, I, I felt. I felt I felt a little guilty because we're oh, no no you can do it we're just taking a break and and uh, mm. he just he wouldn't pull up and do it but uh, that would have been fun to see. <laughs> you just lost all our well, man bun listeners. Well, with no shoes, no shoes and man bun. Yeah, man bun. <laughs> and he had his barefoot hanging out the door, but he did have his doors yeah. off, right? Yeah, he did. Man, he was really going after that park road. I mean, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't attack a gladiator, but apparently this group will attack a Bronco. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, but would you attack a, a late 60s uh, Bronco? No. 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 Yeah, see, so it's no. it's not it's not necessarily that it's Ford or it's a Bronco. It's how it's implemented. And Well, actually, it's the driver. I mean, like, he stepped out with a man bun and, and you know, Bergenstocks essentially on like that. You're just asking for it just in general. Just, it just doesn't feel like a car guy, right? Because you got your idea of like what the car guy is, right? But I, I'll at least let him talk, right? Oh, yeah. Before I, before I make that, if he comes up and he starts, if he starts talking axles and control arms, then cool. If he starts talking angry eyes or, you know, where I can get some, <laughs> get some awesome uh, steps that automatically come out when I open my doors. Oh, I can't wait till I start putting angry I am Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, curious if uh, Bob saw one at SEMA, right? Uh, that, that was what exactly what I was going to do was I was going to segue over to SEMA about the angry eyes because I think that uh, somebody shared a, a video on the Discord server uh, where there's, uh, there, there's various – I mean, they've got gladiators there, but they've got crap on them that I would not even consider putting oh. on a, any even a compass. Yeah. The way I like it. Yeah, Eddie from yeah. Way of Life's been covering it every day. I would imagine he'll have a new one. Seems like he's putting one out every every day, and that's kind of his thing. But yeah, it's there's some there's some interesting builds there. There was, well, I think you were there in nineteen, weren't you, Tony? Yeah, I was. Yeah, so you've seen a lot of the a lot of the rigs that are out there. There, there, a lot of those more are more show than go. Yeah, forty-two inch tires, on almost a hundred percent are more show than go. And like I yeah. think, as I said in the uh, the server earlier today, it's uh, uh what is it uh, showing uh, uh, dressing up uh, gladiators since uh, nineteen nineteen? Not not for 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 show, not for off road. And uh, I think I don't know. I think off road is kind of more interesting to me. Uh, you know, configuring it, looking at the. Uh, the uh, the shocks that are used, the ones with the reservoirs, and uh, just all the stuff, the uh, maybe the uh, the coilovers, the the you know stuff that gives you articulation and strength off road seems to be more interesting to me. But uh, it seems that SEMA, at least out there on the uh, the mall area, that it's it's all about the show. It's all about what can I put on here that's ugly and bright. Yeah, well, that's how it was with, in nineteen on the outside of it. It was all the glitz and glamour version. On the inside, it was more of the practical, if you will. 
Now there's some of the other in there as well, but the inside is where you've seen uh, all the say some of the stuff that we would be using versus you know the the brodozer uh, right. gladiator and everything else. But that gladiator that was in that video that I put on Discord wherever, did you check out that the batwing looking one? Yes, that that's the one I'm thinking about right? as I'm talking about this stuff. But it was the most hideous thing. And even Eddie, like you know, he said he got off that tunnel transport or whatever, and he walked down. And he's like, and the first thing I see is, well, I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, touched. it was like he was trying to hold back a little bit. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> and I think he said he thought it was an Oracle grill. Uh, the lighting on it, not not his cup of tea or something along those lines. It, it's funny uh, when you made that, uh, Larry. When you made the comment about the uh, the the all show uh, out in the, in the mall area, and then in, inside it's more the business. It, you you kind of just described a reverse mullet. So inside it's like uh, yeah, <laughs> it's business, and outside of the mall it's the uh, it's part it's the party. <laughs> well, if you go into the you go behind the buildings is where they do a lot of the drifting. So. So that's where your party is, right? Oh, yeah. That's the party side of the mullet. Yeah. Party is the best. Huh? Oh, the drifting that's is right. The drifting is fun, but they need to be out there with the uh, you know Ford Raptors and stuff, the big stuff doing, uh, or especially the uh, uh, the ones with the the six uh, the the three axles, six wheels. I'd like to see them drift those things around a bit. I've had a hard time drifting. My Wrangler won't drift very well in four low. I can't get it to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just defeatist uh, talking. <laughs> that's because you need a Hemi, yeah. right? That's oh, right. That's true. It's like that's the uh, it's the the the, uh, the Phantom of uh, of airplanes. You know, you put enough uh, thrust behind it, you can do anything. Then they hit a marble and flip. <laughs> well, well, that's, you know, that's uh, just the crowd pleaser. <laughs> one of those that I thought was the most hilarious was uh, I don't know if you saw in that video he, earlier on. He was showing another gladiator. They had 42-inch Mickey Thompsons, but it had 26-inch wheels, and it was mm-hmm. on a stock Dana 30. Oh, or my maybe it was, God. Maybe it was a 44, but it was a stock, actually. You couldn't really see because of all the fancy yeah. color control arms and stuff like that they had up there. But, I mean, it was it was a stock axle on there with that much beef. I mean, 26-inch wheels got to be heavy, right, with all the, all the paint and everything. Well, way, way alive, didn't Way of Life just put on, like, 40s or 40? bigger tires and they were 120 a piece so i couldn't even imagine what those would be wow take that over some rocks and see how long those axles last i'm surprised they got it into the parking lot right i mean (laughs) (laughs) but that was also the one that had all the glitter paint and everything on it too so you know it is what it is. It's 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 not going to see any trails. Well, the the glitter paint looks good on the rocks whenever you scrape it uh, while you're uh, you know out on the trail. So uh, Larry Larry's been to SEMA. Uh, we know from what he's talking about. Bob Two Cheap Jeeps is actually at SEMA right now. He's uh, here's here in the meeting with us. And uh, I was uh, in SEMA in 2019, and I think 2013 was the other time I went. Um, who else has made it to SEMA? Uh, and, and, and is it, and for those of you that have not made it to SEMA, is that something that you want to be able to do someday? I would love to go. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to go. I need you to send us there as Jeep talk show. There you go. So that we can get in. <laughs> right I, I'm, I'm with John. Send, send uh, Jeep talk show re- representatives. So we could do 500 uh, Jeep talk show uh, medias uh, out there. That would be funny. Everybody has to wear a Jeep talk show shirt. <laughs> I'd wear that. I don't want to well, just walk around as the as Zoom people. <laughs> yeah, Zoom people. <laughs> Zoom people are taking over. I saw Trail Chasers was there doing interviews. Yep. Uh, I, uh, I, on there. I actually got to meet uh, Cody uh, and his wife in uh, 2019 at the uh, the Nixon booth. Uh, that's the way I want to experience SEMA is I want a booth so I can just sit my fat ass down and have a fan blowing on me. It gets hot out there. You gotta be inside. Yeah, inside, mm-hmm. Hell, I, I was sweating East, inside. Easter Jeep Safari is higher on my list than the SEMA show. I think th- I think I'm in agreement with you. After going to SEMA a couple of times, I mean, I enjoy SEMA, and I think it has. Uh, there's a lot of relevance getting out there and and, and meeting people and uh, talking to manufacturers of things. But uh, I, I kind of get the feeling that going to all these premier off road destinations, or even like uh, Jeep Jamboree would be a uh, would be a better thing to go to actually get off road and and do stuff with your jeep type thing well right. even toledo, even toledo with the jeep fest up there you there was everything i wanted to see for jeep 
I mean, just about every manufacturer was there. Yeah, it, 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 you know, if you when you go, it's the off-roading and the Jeeps are just a very small part of the overall. But they actually added a whole another building to that place. So, I mean, there's there's everything from the off-roading and overlanding to the hot rods to fab, even the fab work stuff. That's all there. So, usually we only get to see a small percentage of it because there's just so damn much there. But I like the idea of seeing the uh, personalities, too, in the industry, right? Yeah. That's, and I think you could do that at Jeep Jamboree on a more targeted level, right? Because you can see. Right. And I want to see, like we talked about before, I want to go there and I want to see Ian Johnson. Or I want to go see... Um, What's the guy's name from uh, uh, Dynatrack? That dude just sounds like he's a really cool guy to talk to. Um, you know, just all the different people that are in the industry. That would be really cool to see. Yeah, that uh, was it. Was near the um, the best top and uh, Tuffy uh, booth that, that uh, uh, Larry David. I was going to say Larry David. Uh, David Stacy. Is it David Stacy? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Stacy yeah. David. Stacy David. David. There we go. And he yeah, was from, he was just standing right there, you know, <laughs> signing stuff and talking. And I thought, you know, it'd be cool to go up there and 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 you know say hello, Jeep Talk Show. What's that? You know, the whole thing. But uh, I left him alone. But that was pretty cool seeing somebody that you've seen on television and and building stuff. I mean, he was actually working on uh, Ted Nugent's uh, Bronco, and it, that was a proper Bronco. Well, Jay Leno was there, right? I saw somebody post a picture of Jay Leno today. Yeah, there was, well, at 2019, there was a breakfast. You could do a breakfast with uh, with Jay Leno. And, and I don't know if that was everybody or just media or what, but uh, but I couldn't get my ass up early enough for that. That's why I need to we get did Josh out morning. there. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Wendy was quite uh, opposed to it, uh, getting up that early in the morning. But, yeah, we did the breakfast, the awards she actually is on one of the councils and voted on one of the awards they gave. So we got a sneak peek at a bunch of the new products yesterday. Uh, so we attended that because she's on one of the councils and voted. So Oh, very nice. Yeah, and, and I don't want to be talking bad about SEMA. The SEMA people have been very nice to the Jeep Talk Show. They've sent me multiple emails uh, about, uh, you know, hey, your media, we need you to sign up. You're more than welcome to to be here, yada, yada, yada. And I'm sure they do that for everybody. But but we're included in that thing, and we've always been treated very nice uh, when we've uh, gone to SEMA. So uh, it certainly is something that uh, I, I recommend for anybody that goes out there. I don't want, don't mean to poo-poo it, uh, but, but, but going, going someplace in your Jeep is, is um, I don't know, more fulfilling, I think, because – you're you're out in the environment you're not just walking around you're just not another um slug with a badge uh, a sema badge walking around going ooh and ah yeah but it's it's like it's like anything else though that's like your ultimate gearhead destination yeah now you know there's we all love going off-roading as well but you know there's that's kind of that there's all kinds of different flavors of pizza and most <laughs> of it's all just about all of it's good but no pineapple no pineapple on pizza what's, that's a, a sin the, uh, yeah no pineapple What's the, the judge of Bronco? All right, that's it. Spot? I can no longer participate in all the desert. All the songs. I'm with you, man. They can't talk bad poorly about it. <laughs> Bob's I mean, gonna... I'm from the Upper Midwest. We have named it. It has a real name. It's called Sweet Slime. We don't even say Canadian bacon pineapple. It's just you go into any pizza shop, order a Sweet Slime. You know what you want. Comes right up. That was we got my, a name uh, for it down here too, but it's not near as nice. That was <laughs> that's, that's funny because that was my ex-wife's nickname. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is uh what is the swag situation like to see at least? Like hats, t-shirts, all that kind of stuff. They they throw it out pretty good at the booths, or is it pretty? Lots like, of pens and koozies and bottle openers. Uh, a few places give t-shirts if you do stuff or hats. But not, not as much. I I get more swag going to Overland Expo, like good swag than I would here. Just because they're industry people, and everyone's carrying around so much stuff already that nobody really wants to drag around another T-shirt or put on three hats and stuff like that. I'll, I'll tell you the great the swag that people like the most, or at least my wife did in 2019, were the bags so that you could take all that stuff and put it in the bag and carry it. <laughs> they have some good yeah, bags. 
it's a difference though where SEMA is a, is a B2B, right? Business to business. Right. Where, where your overland yeah. shows are to customer, not, not to business. Yeah, very important distinction. Oh, uh, Bob, no, I didn't is hear this, letting, if you're, Bob, is this your first time to SEMA? No, this is my third. So, did you go in? Uh, did you go last year, or year before? Twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, and now this year. How I know twenty nineteen was 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 really busy as as it always is. Do you see a big difference between those two? I mean, we we mentioned earlier the international uh, community can't come out uh, because of uh, COVID restrictions and stuff. Uh, but uh, does it look like a good attendance uh, so far? I mean, it, we're still early into the week, I know, but uh, the, how is it shaping up to you? Honestly, it's probably better than I thought it would be, but it is down. You can definitely tell it's down, but I think the crowd is better than I thought it would be. And everybody has a mask on, correct? Because uh, we're going to broadcast this, yes, of course. <laughs> no, I'd, no I'd, say, I'd say go with the truth. I mean, I, I've been to several uh, several events uh, in, uh, in in twenty twenty one, and there's no mask. There's there's no hand. There's no fist bumping. There's you know, shake your hand. There might be even a, a hug and an ass grab involved. So uh, it it seems a lot of people are not just not concerned about uh, the well. My wife gets a ton of hugs and some ass grabs, and I've gotten none so far. I'm quite disappointed by that, actually. Apparently, nobody wants to grab the big fat guy's ass or give him a hug. Bob, they don't want to get it started. That's what it is. They don't want to get it started because they can't finish it. (laughs) That could be true, and he might have warned him about me. I know a couple people got warnings. One guy did ask you out. Uh Uh-oh. That is true. Wendy's Wendy's behind me talking about the fact that I got asked out. Well, it is it is yeah. Vegas, Bob. It is Vegas. It is. And <laughs> she got at, she got asked out and hit on in the Walgreens last night buying water. Honestly, who hasn't had that happen though? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, well, what state? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Yeah, that's that shit. And Walgreens. I mean, exactly. G <laughs> parts aren't free, and prostitution is legal. So there you go. <laughs> I'm getting cards so, printed up here in a little bit. <laughs> there's there's the woman who makes all of this possible for me, sitting there eating her salad impossible burger and probably angry at me now for putting her on the spotlight oh, while stuffing food in her face. But putting her on the internet. Actually, <laughs> husband. Her entire job is to work with people and be with people and sales so she spends her entire day just walking up shaking hands giving hugs and talking to people so well at least you didn't say grab an ass so (laughs) i know i witnessed that at least once maybe twice today so there was some ass grabbing going on gotta pay the bills <laughs> so you guys did hear. I don't. I don't know if it if, if it went through, but you guys did hear that uh, SEMA was talking about having a limited amount of uh, civilians, so to speak, non-business uh, in, individuals being able to visit the uh, the outside. I'm calling it the mall. I don't know what it's what the outside part is called, but you know where they they set up all the fancy uh, the fancy vehicles. Uh, do, do, do you? Uh, I don't know if that's that if that's happening yet. It's a specific day, but did you guys hear about that? I mean, would you actually go to SEMA if if you could just go to the outside only? No, no. Yeah, I don't think well, so either. They do that every year on Friday. It's SEMA ignited. This year on Friday, you can actually get tickets uh, to go into the show. Oh, I did not read that. Yep. You, I think you have till Thursday at some point during the day to buy a ticket in actually into the building a pass for SEMA this year. And, and Bob, uh, in prior years, and maybe I'm just wrong about this, maybe I, I see through Jeep eyes, but it seems like to me SEMA is more about Jeep than anything else. Uh, I, I don't know if everybody's already set up or not, but are, are you seeing a lot of Jeep stuff out there? There's always a lot of Jeeps. Uh, It's whatever's new and big. This year, there are a number of Broncos, not as many as I expected. 
Oh, really? Electric vehicles. Tony, you're going to love this. <laughs> Tons of electrified vehicles. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so that was going to be my I knew next. You were worried it wasn't going to catch on. Yeah, well, I'm I'm all I'm great with electric vehicles with the torque and the speed and instant uh, instant torque, but again, we just don't have the the, the power supply uh, for it yet. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Bronco. I kind of got the feeling that you know, in 2019, the uh, the Gladiator was just huge out there. I mean, you couldn't walk five feet without bumping into a Gladiator, and I kind of expected that to be true uh, uh, in 2021, but for the Bronco, and and you but you're not seeing that. I think, well, I, I talked to a couple guys, uh, a couple of people who had them, and I think part of the problem was getting a hold of a Bronco. Oh, show. Yeah, of they're, course. It wasn't they're a lack of desire. Their it was, they're all they're uh, offshore. Their, the top, they're getting their tops repaired. The other ones haven't come in yet. I mean, there's some reasons. They're all pigeon-toed. Thank you. Now, there is one out here. Fast. There is one out here that had a solid axle swap. Well, of course. And I haven't had a chance to really get under there, but it looks like a Dana 44. Um, that kind of piqued my interest uh, just to is, see how they did it. Is it I'd red, like is it red white? Is it red, white, and blue? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. It's, I, I have a picture of it. I'd have to go back and look at the picture. But yeah, I've, seen, I've seen some pictures of one where people were doing that. Doing that solid axle swap on it. There was, was one I saw was retro. It was in that video that Eddie did, right? It was the red and black. Yeah. And it looked like it was a 60 in the front. From, yeah, from Yukon axles in it. Yeah, it Yukon, I thought it was Yukon 60s in it. But it was uh, it was sassed. And it was funny because what I would think was the coolest. The sass was cool, but the half seats were awesome, right? If I had like a, was going with that retro look, they did the old school style like half seats instead of the full what and they were covered with i think it was cat skin or something like that and it, it looked really good did you say cat or calf cat skin. <laughs> i was just thinking we're gonna get C-A-T-Z. we're gonna get a lot of voicemails about cat skin seats <laughs> well they're they're uh they're big trail recon has them too the, the oh those are nice that's nice covers they are yeah. really nice covers and especially if you're going to do the the was the heated seat ad because he put that aftermarket heated seat thing in uh, with the cat skin covers, and it was it was pretty good looking. Yeah, those are by far better than factories. The what the aftermarket heated seats? No, the uh, cat skin seat, the covers. Oh, the leather seats on that. Yeah, I've, I've got those. Oh, yeah, those, those the cat skin's actually a reskin of the leather seat. It's not a cover in yeah, that you put over right. the seat. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah, they call them covers, but basically you're reupholstering the seat right yep. the, mm. leather, <laughs> which I like yeah, to do le- le- leather doesn't belong in a jeep guys come on now that's kind of what i think too i, I gotta agree in, with all, in all seriousness it I just mean, doesn't it, belong if it's a sema well, jeep sure <laughs> okay. i don't know the and the if you're in the the heat of summer and you can turn on that air-conditioned seat feature you know there's there's some creature comforts that make sense yeah right? john, john think of it uh, uh I, I i like you i like your rubicon i really liked it when i saw the cloth seats in the six feet so that's 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 well, the way to be that part of that was you know as soon as you added the leather seat package and stuff in there that price started skyrocketing i was able to get as you saw <laughs> under forty thousand. yeah that's awesome about that because i basically only checked you know the hard top and then the the alpine sound system upgrade other than that everything else is just standard rubicon yeah, I know, I got yeah, leather in mine. I should love it for cleaning up after a dusty ride. Yeah, that's the, like leather is easier to clean up. We got like the best of both worlds, so I've got like leather wrap around a cloth insert. So on the on a Freedom twenty twenty one gladiator. I really like the leather wrap, bolsters, and then cloth insert. Mm-hmm. That sounds well, like that does that. sound like the best yeah, of both worlds. I now got that neoprene seat cover, the rugged ridge ones from I think Quadratex where I got them from, and I'm not a fan, right? I mean they're they're they stain really easy, so you know dirt and everything gets on there. My a buddy of mine has the Bartak seat covers from a cloth. That's what I've got. Oh, I, I had those. those and I love those in my last Jeep. 
Yeah, they look nice. I mean, they, they fit. They're snug. They're not loose at all. They're they got the molly. I never know how to say that right on the back. The molly panels. Yeah, you can put all that on there, and um, you know, couple that with that the mod you did, Chris, with the molly stuff and the door panels. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty slick way to go. But they're expensive. Yeah. They're like yeah, big price difference there. Yeah, big. It was like they're, three. They're worth. They're worth it though. though. Yeah, they're I had worse, mine for two and a half years, and it, they look brand new when I took them off. Yeah, I've had mine for s over six years on my Jeep. I haven't even taken them off once, and I haven't had a single Molly stitch tear. I got a little bit of uh, wear on some C marks on the on the driver's seat, but what's aside the, from uh, that, I mean, like, what's the brand again? Bartac. Bartac. Yes, they are the best. So, before, have you, have so you shown any sorts of uh, fading? Yeah, they look a little faded. Yeah, so that, you got to expect that. that. Dust. I, I haven't washed them, so it could be that I need to take them off and wash them, and they'll look a lot better. Yeah, it may not be faded. might be just uh, dust. So before we get too far away from the Bronco talk, uh, let me ask you uh, something that uh, hit me. Uh, how many people are actually interested in owning one of the new uh, four-wheel drive uh, go-anywhere Broncos? No. No. Uh, um, yeah, I, I kind of expect that from Jeep people. Now, if it had a solid front axle and didn't like to, uh, you know, the, the Perry wet or whatever it's called, the, the do the splits out on the trail, would you be interested in have more, more interest in having a Bronco if it had a solid front axle? No. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like their engine choices, right? That, yeah. that, that the engine choices are really – the the SAS is a, the solid axle is a problem up front for the kind of wheeling I do, but um, their their engine choices, but they're all four cylinders, right? They're all turbo. And yeah, oh, really? Front six, six. But, but it, it's a twin turbo. I believe your only option is turbo engine. Right. It's, it's, there's too much yeah. to it. I mean, that's one of the things I like about the three six is it's not a powerhouse by any stretch of the but it's simple, right? It's a real simple engine, and I, I like that. So, well, it's know. not a powerhouse by today's standards, but what, but still, three hundred three hundred horse. It wasn't that long ago where three hundred horse was a uh, was quite a tuned up machine. No, you're right. My, my, my Camaro had three hundred and ten horse, and that was chip with a chip and yeah, and tuned and intake and everything. And that was twenty years ago, and it was a performer then. Yeah. My biggest problem is with Ford as a company. I mean, it, I would I like Ford, older Ford stuff, but I wouldn't buy anything that had a Ford warranty anymore. I had we had a Ford car, and I couldn't get them to do their warranty repairs. I argued. I talked to regional managers. It didn't matter. Everyone was just like, "Oh, it's inside spec." Well, my three year old at the time could tell it wasn't driving right. Mom, why are you driving that way? Dad, why are you driving that way? He's three. <sighs> so I don't really trust the company as a whole. And we're seeing it now, but like when I have an airbag recall after 50,000 miles, they damn near harass me about getting my airbag replaced. I'm still getting phone calls from them about my other one that I think got done at the dealership. Yeah, I think it done at the dealership, but I don't think they, they logged it. But I'm still getting phone calls about getting my airbag replaced because it was it had the, the dust that was known to turn into the hardened pieces. Well, Ford wouldn't even call me about what I was trying to get done. I think the new Bronco looks too much like the Land Rovers now. I agree with you. I, it, it, it needs really to get does. back to the classic uh, Bronco kind of shape. And I think that's it, what it, hurts these these redos after so many years. It, it's like lost the... The, the uh, classicness. Yeah, lost that classic nature yeah. of what they're trying to emulate. Yeah, I had a, I had a 76 Bronco, 302 automatic power steering um when i was in my 20s and god i love that vehicle and i wish i still had it i'd still have jeep stuff but that that bronco was a real bronco and it really drove nice and i, I just love the shit out of it and then but this this new one i mean they tried i guess but it needs a v8 it needs to be a two-door it needs to be a short wheelbase and and this four door thing, this abomination that they're putting out there is just shit. As there, far as I'm there, concerned, there, to be to be fair, there is a two door. There is a two door. Yeah, person. no, no, I understand. And and if I was going to order one, which I almost did, 
um, it would have been a two door and it would have been a brown one and it would have been ugly as a turd, <laughs> but it's just like the one I had. Right. And I love yeah. that thing. And, and if I could get it again, I'd do it. Now that's, that's, that's the thing is everyone was saying that for the JKs when they came out with the four door. Right. <laughs> but then I can see from the shadow in the back of Patrick's uh, video that he's got a gladiator. So he doesn't have a real cheap anyway, so it's okay for him to get Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are we going to fucking fight? Is that what we're going to do? Is that what we're doing? You want to come push on me a little bit? Being your wrangler people. He's going to push you off the trail. <laughs> Easy, boys. Easy, boys. Here we go, guys. I have what to say good night. Two-door versus four-door. I told you that was the, that was the real battle, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, and there's another group, I guess you could, uh, if we're talking about groups of people, they're the groups like uh, that Jimmy's a part of, the the ones with the Dana 60s and the big axles, you know, the, the one-ton axles. And, and, you know, you're not a real jeeper because you're on stock uh, stock axles. I mean, my God, I'm so glad I, I finally got Dana 44s front and rear on something that I'm just beside myself. And, uh, you know, now if I want to be included in the next level, I got I to gotta upgrade to Dana 60 or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you, you guys are lucky that I bless you with my presence to be able to wheel with the Jeep that's actually set up the off-road. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, Tony, there's another side of that, too. I, we were out wheeling, and there was a guy driving around with a buggy, and I think he had a Jeep grill and a Jeep hood, but that was the only distinguishing Jeep things. I, his chassis wasn't there. The, it had at least 60s under it. It was running on propane. I was like, that's not really a Jeep. It's just got a Jeep grill. Oh, there he went. Not really a Jeep. <laughs> no, but I respect that. I like, I just... like a guy who's trying. <laughs> well, it was a hell of a it was a hell of a machine and it crawled up a lot of places. I mean, I was impressed. But, yeah, right but you're sitting there saying, okay, so can you overbuild it if you take off all the Jeep parts and put on aftermarket parts? Is it still a Jeep? Was it an angry grill? And what what shape were the headlights? <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what makes it. Wait a minute! It can have rectangular or square headlights. It was an angry grill. I, it was the first square square headlighted angry grill I'd seen. Now but see, it was the there's an untapped market right there. <laughs> so, so all you got to do is buy a little UTV and then buy an aftermarket Jeep grill, zip tie it to the front. No, all you got to do is all you got to do is buy a Mahindra. There you go. There you go. And, and change out the grill, <laughs> and then Jeep will come <laughs> like, after you. <laughs> Captain Copyright, there, right there. Man. That's right. Yeah, but it's more of a, it's more <laughs> of a copyright. They've been building Jeep since like 1947. Oh yeah, I, I was really uh, surprised they lost the They've been building Don't Jeep since 1947. Yeah, they're licensed for it. So, uh, but are they licensed to sell in the U.S.? I think yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that was. I think that was the issue. No, no, they are. They were, they were, and I, I had occasion at a, a couple of years ago at a, a Roxor had a big, uh, we have the uh, Detroit Autorama, it didn't happen this year, unfortunately, but Detroit Autorama where they give away the Riddler Award for uh, custom cars, big show, been going on for 35, 40 years. I talked to the Roxor guys there, and they were really fighting Jeep, and, and Jeep, really, they, they reneged on the agreement. They had agreement to sell that vehicle exactly how it looked. And they had agreement to sell it in North America. I also, at the cigar bar, I frequent, I noticed a guy had a Roxor shirt on. I talked to him. They told me off the record that Jeep just did a 180, and somehow the court sided with them. They had agreement on the five-opening grill to sell that vehicle exactly how it looks. It is not in any way a competitor. It is not street legal. It, nobody is going to look at a Roxor for eighteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 and say, you know what? I'm not going to buy my Wrangler Sport for 34 or a Rubicon for 45 and go with a Roxor. I think that's unfortunate for Roxor and, and that company um, that 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 Jeep did that to them. That was just not, in my belief, not a not a cool thing to do. Yeah, I agree. My, my neighbor across the street actually has a Roxor, and for the longest time, I actually thought it was a, a CJ. And one day, I got to looking, and it's actually a Roxor that he has on 35s. Yeah, I mean, so there's been some guys here in Texas that have taken the rock stores and you take like a an unserviceable, unsavable CJ5 or CJ7. You take that VIN plate, you move it over to your rock store. Now you have a now you have a CJ5 or CJ7 
that's actually a rock sword, but then wise it's a CJ five or CJ seven. You can register that thing. And there's other States where you can register like a side by side to drive on the, on the road and you can register those there. But it's, yeah, I can 100% agree with Chris. These things Jeep 180 degreed on their craft and was like, Oh no, you can't sell those here. That's a rip off of our Jeep. Like we've been, we've been building them longer than you've owned Jeep. Law of oh, you've owned Jeep. They're damn near identical. Well, not really. I drove one, and it was the one that was built up in military green that looked like an old Willys. And the, the, it was a side-by-side. It was not a Jeep. It was didn't handle anything like a Jeep. I'm, any of my old CJ5, it, it, it's not a Jeep. But it, it has a look, and if I wanted one to run around the farm... But I wasn't going to pay twenty thousand for that. I'll go buy another old CJ. Right? Isn't that solid I, front axle? I mean, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it is solid front axle. It's but what the old TJ was, right? I mean, yeah. So I think what my neighbor actually did is did what you know Josh was saying. He actually took the Rocksword and put it on a CJ five frame. So I mean, it looks like a CJ five, but it says Rocksword on the tub. It's been a while since I saw the YouTube video, but I saw uh, a Roxor uh, probably three years ago or, or more, and they had it uh, lifted, uh, solid front axles. Uh, I mean, it looked nice. It was just badass, and it, it, it looked like he was driving it around on the road, but I guess you can drive anywhere you want as long as you don't get caught. <laughs> seen a couple driving around uh, Moab. Yeah, I can see that. Street. Yep. I thought they were Jeeps, and then I noticed the grill. Well, it's happened to me with uh, the Toyota Jeeps. Uh, what were they, FJs or something? Uh, I see yeah, that. And go, wow, look at that. That's a great look. At, oh, that's not a Jeep. Damn you. What do you mean, like the FJ40s or whatever, like the original FJs? Yes, yes. Which were copies of Jeeps, right? The same way with like the Land Rover and others after World War II. They came back and and kind of copied it for the for the most part. Well... The, the, the fundamental design, solid axle front rear transfer case and that. Yeah, small, that, uh, nimble uh, type vehicle. It's funny because uh, John over at Sinister Podcast, whenever they start uh, getting on a, uh, when his uh, his uh, co-host start getting on a, a Jeep bashing rant, he remembers, or he reminds everybody where Land Rover came from. <laughs> it was because of all the of the U.S. in World War Two going over to, to, to save, yeah. save their ass and... Uh, uh, help keep the Germans out of there. Uh, all us driving our jeeps. We said to make it more civilized, right? Yeah, Land Rover, And now, if you get one, I, I, you know what I've seen a lot of around here. I don't know anywhere else where y'all are, but here in Austin, the Defenders are everywhere. Yeah. Last night we were at a uh, um, Monday Night Lights, right? Middle school football, and um, still a very large stadium, obviously. And it's, uh, it's Texas, and Texas it's football. football, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, so, you got you got a large stadium for eight year olds playing Texas. John. <laughs> he's he's doing Thursday night lights because there's too many too many kids to have hey, yes. just Friday yeah. night lights, right? Yes, John? there is. There is. <laughs> for the for high school football, it's Thursday and Friday nights now because there's too many schools. But um, <laughs> all so those, we were out all uh, those California people <laughs> at the uh, at the middle school game. My daughter was doing the dance team thing, and so I pulled up when I walked out my, where my Jeep was parked. You know, there was like four other jeeps in that area that are parked next to mine of course you know, like you're supposed to but then literally just on the other side there was like three defenders parked next to each other so it was like the, the off-road oh, section of the, that's of the so cute they're, but, they're trying to do a gang yeah, every every single one of them max tracks on the side you know the the rotopax thing they have integrated i mean they were all decked out for hardcore overlanding and i'm like man that's that's a really expensive vehicle to, to, to go take down a trip. That's, that's the one that I keep popping my because well, ours Jeeps get expensive, but you know, they really get expensive once you start doing the the suspension upgrades, yeah, actually all the mechanical stuff. That's where they really start getting expensive. These things are just expensive. I mean, Chris doesn't like leather inside. These things have, uh, you know, massaging chairs or whatever inside of it. Right. I mean, it's California. And her, her name is Susan. <laughs> Austin. Oh, I'm sorry. Texas. You soft Texas people. It's it's California in Texas. Yes. It's That's true. That it's is Austin. true. Yeah, Austin. Austin, as I always say, it's Austin surrounded by Texas. And recently, it's really just eastern San Francisco. 
is what it's turned into. Right? So, without Sorry the, about uh, that. Without the Bay Bridge or whatever. So you need to sort that shit out. <laughs> need to. The best thing is my my uh, sister-in-law used to be part of a Land Rover club, and just hearing what they have to pay when they crack a windshield just about turned my stomach. She stopped by. She she switched to Jeep after she had a Defender, and she was wheeling it and broke it cracked a windshield, and it cost her twenty five hundred dollars to fix the windshield. Wow! Well, J- really JB Well doesn't have, have a uh, in three years. JB Well doesn't have a glass uh, repair kit yet. It's like it's it's one hundred and fifty dollars to replace my XJ windshield and one hundred and fifty dollars to replace my CJ five windshield. Yeah. And the guy comes to where I work, yeah. while I'm working, and replaces it in the parking lot, and that it's one hundred and fifty bucks. That's the, it. The way There's God no intended for it to cost. <laughs> <laughs> Was that buying the whole XJ for one hundred and fifty bucks, or just the one? <laughs> <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Finding uh, one for dirt cheap, no more. Used or, or it's fifteen hundred. You can put a gorilla glass in, right? <laughs> they just bring you another one for parts. No, uh, a $150 XJ would be a bucket of rust right now. Okay. I'm, I mean, like, in, in my area anyway, if you want to find an XJ that runs, you better be willing to come about $5,000 out of pocket. Uh, $1,800 or $2,000 XJ is probably going to have, like, a blown head gasket or something. Either that or 300,000 miles. Or a uh, Wrangler grill on the front. Travis, Travis, did your dealer ever sell that XJ, Travis? Yeah, the black it's still sitting on the lot. Um, okay. Yeah, it's still sitting on the lot. Yeah, I mean they've got it priced, but again, it's it's eight thousand dollars. It's a uh, two thousand one, and it's got a hundred and twenty thousand miles on it. It was just sitting at yep. the property. They were like, "Let's trade it in." It's a beautiful Jeep. Is it a four point oh? It's amazing. Um, it is. Yeah. 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 Automatic somebody or standard? Sold a, somebody sold a limited XJ on Bring a Trailer, limited model 2001, sold for like $29,000. Oh. $29,000. <laughs> was that the white one? The white one that was in mint condition? Yeah, it was definitely in mint condition. I think it was white. Uh, but uh, it was like a year ago, somebody sold a four service XJ. It was in really good condition. Sold for thirteen thousand dollars, and those are SC base models. Those are the basis of base models. Oh yeah, they even cost that much new. No, thousand dollars. No. My no, uh, no. my ninety eight XJ was twenty four thousand dollars, but I had the the top model uh, the, for ninety eight. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, that's like I told you that uh, uh, the dealership down here that uh, the same one I bought mine from, you know, they had a base model sport 2015 with over 100,000 miles on it going for almost $30,000 right and it was no no mods I mean steel wheels like factory steel wheels well we uh, were uh, (laughs) at the end of an hour hour and three minutes actually so but who's counting Uh, so we're going to wrap this uh, roundtable conversation up and as you can tell it's not done yet it's continuing to go as it always does every week I uh, had a great group of people in uh, tonight. Uh, I'll just go through the list real quick. Uh, Chip, Isaac, John, uh, Josh, uh, Chris at sevenslats.com. Uh, Jim uh, with the, uh, we refer to him as Jimmy. He's the one with the, the Dana 60s that was gracing his presence of uh, being here. Uh, and uh, I think I mentioned uh, Larry. No, I didn't mention Larry. Uh, there's uh, Mudman084, Josh, uh, Patrick, uh, Richard, and uh andrew was here as well uh bill a oh and travis i think i I think i got everybody on the list the list kind of changes as they're talking so it it rearranges so my apologies if i missed missed anybody so uh a a great turnout we've had uh we've had more people on before but uh 14 participants in our uh, our zoom meeting tonight really appreciate them being there great conversation as you can hear and as i was saying the conversation is still going on so if you'd like to be part of the conversation uh go over to uh, our uh, our website jeeptalkshow.com contact and scroll down and you will see where you can sign up for the newsletter and the newsletter will actually provide you a link and a reminder uh, about uh, joining in on our zoom meetings on tuesdays and thursday nights so tuesday 8 p.m uh, Thursday, 10 p.m. Just you know, Central Time, so we can uh, not be consistent. <laughs> no, there's there's an actual reason for the different times, but uh, t- the Tuesday night is uh, when we do the uh, the roundtable discussion, 
and uh, probably is the the best time for most everyone. If you're if you're out on the West Coast, then uh, perhaps the uh, Thursday night uh, would be a better one for you. Thursday night is a little different because we record the episode, uh, the weekly episode on Thursday night, and we bring our Zoom people in uh, for our campfire side chat segment. And uh, so it's it's more about just having the conversation amongst uh, the, all the Zoom people than it is actually talking on the show like we do on the roundtable. And, that, of course, that's one of the reasons why we did the roundtable is to get more Zoom people involved in the show. So just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, go down there and sign up for our newsletter. You'll, uh, you'll get, uh, you know, one, one email a week. And, uh, again, it'll just remind you about uh, what's going on with, uh, with the show and give you the links that you need to be able to join the Zoom meeting. Everybody's welcome. Uh, would love to have you join. So with that, I will say a good night to you, and uh, we will uh, be talking to you again, uh, again really soon. Remember, there's three episodes a week now, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Podcasting since 2010.